Welcome to the Diamond Frequency Podcast. My name is Kim Fisher. I am a manifesting coach and a spiritual business leader showing women how to find, refine, and sustain the life of their dreams in order to achieve success and lasting happiness and impact in this world. I do this through the lens of my research background in cognitive science, psychology, and human-computer interaction, plus insights from my two decades of yoga practice and teaching and entrepreneurship experience. I believe that the world needs where you want to take us, and therefore, this podcast serves as a portal for your soul's highest yes to take center stage and for action to be ignited in your life. It's an honor to have your ears, heart, and attention. Let's go get it. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Awesome to have you here. Today, I'm going to be giving you five tips on how to practice embodiment throughout your day. A lot of you are busy, like myself. You're juggling a couple different jobs. You've got kids. You've got education. You've got a social life. You've got hobbies. There's a lot going on. And if you learn how to bring embodiment into the everyday moments, weaving it right in throughout your day, you're going to feel a higher level of engagement with your life, more sensitivity to other people's emotions and the joys of everyday moments. You're also going to experience more vibrancy and energy as you go about your day. And people who practice embodiment often such as myself, what you end up experiencing, and you probably know this already, is that your roller coaster of emotion, as I like to call it, starts to flatline a little bit. And we start to see this steadiness incline towards greater and greater satisfaction in life. And what that means, and the reason that happens, is because you are receiving your joy less and less from external situations and people. And you're receiving and building your joy, your presence more and more from yourself. So embodiment is for you to learn how to become your own personal motivator and your own little mini Buddha. But it's also for you to be in a newer, more revived and healthy and aware plugged in relationship with all of life around you. Okay. So let's get going with it. Grab your pen and paper. You're going to want notes for this one. Take notes for this one. So the first thing is start off your morning with an embodiment ritual or habit. If you guys have been in my ecosystem for a while, you've been listening to me talk on the mic for a little bit, you know, I've been talking about the radical ritual method and I just got done teaching a bunch of them in person. It was incredible. This is a methodology that I developed because I need something really quick and fun to do in the morning that also channeled my energy on a particular vision and goal and kept my energy and passion high for it so that no matter what happened in the day, I felt like I at least focused on me, my dreams, and my goals, felt really positive about it, and made an action plan for it, and in most cases, took that action after that radical ritual practice. Radical rituals are a combination of movement where we respond to music in a playful way. It looks like dance, but you're really kind of doing meditation in motion. It's a somatic inquiry into the body, asking it consistently, how do you want to move? 
and letting your body take center stage over the mind. And this is really helpful because as you go about your day, and this is why embodiment kicks ass, is because you'll catch yourself when you slip back up into the headquarters and you're just analyzing the day, overthinking about the day. And you slip back into that inner critic. It's a really icky, plain, pain, painful place to be and can often annex you from the world because you're just living your life in your head. Whereas when you practice embodiment, you practice opening. And when you open up to life and you, you start to feel more, you start to become aware of really the everyday moments that you can extract joy and they really are there all the time. So having a morning practice ensures that you get to you also before anyone else does. I have this little saying, and if you're in the Rise membership, you guys know all about this. I talk about how to schedule your day. And yes, in the morning, I always will toot the horn and shout loudly for get yourself some sort of movement. And if it's not a radical ritual practice, dance, run, do yoga, whatever it is, but move your body. But do that and everything else you want to do for you in the first two hours. And my cute little saying is first two for you, first two for you. So what that means is that the first two hours of your day should be all about you, how you want to feel. Think about that. How do you want your day to go? Visualize it. What do you want to accomplish? Write it down and make a plan for how you're going to get it done on top of that eat well, hydrate, meditate, make your bed, like do do whatever hygiene and self-care practices you have as well. But the first two hours of your day should be for you, first two for you. Then the rest of the day, when everyone needs you, you're going to be there for them and showing up in such a more present and big way. And you won't have that resentment at the end of the day. That once again, the kids distracted you from getting things done or the husband distracted you or the boss, et cetera. We always end up kind of pushing the fact that we don't get things done on other people and it's time to really take ownership of what you need to be doing for you. And this is where point one is coming in hot here of in the morning, start off your morning with your own ritual, with your own embodiment practice and get it done in the first two hours of the day. Okay. All right. Oh, by the way, everyone that just went, um, no, that would mean I have to get up at five. Yeah, that, that would be correct. I don't want to hear your excuses. They're stupid. Just get it done, get it done, right? Like I had to do that for many years of my life because I worked a full-time job. And I realized that every time I slept in, all I was doing was giving all of my energy to my employer and hoping that I would have some time left and energy left at the end of the day for me. And here's the thing, you guys, success, it does not happen on accident. You have to be willing to sacrifice a little bit of comfort now to have comfort later. So be uncomfortable now to have comfort later. That's just a general rule of success, I think. Okay, so let's get into number two. Move with awareness. We are such a fast-paced society, yeah? It's very easy to all of a sudden look down at your watch or look at your phone and be like, oh my God, it's time to go home. And within that seven hour, six hour, eight hour time frame, you really never checked in with your body to see what does my back feel like? 
you know, how can I, if I sat up taller here, how would that help me engage with the moment? You don't pay attention to how your body is moving through space. And that's one of the cool things that I loved about teaching yoga was a simple arm movement of raising and lowering the arms. At first, I just cue them to feel the muscles, but then I'd start to get them to cue uh, to feel, say, the hairs on their arms that were making contact with the air molecules around them. And that's a whole nother level to the game of awareness where you're actually dialing in deeper and deeper and deeper into a physiological experience. The breath, breathing is another great practice. If you've never done breath work, get yourself to a yoga studio, make sure that they teach breath work there, run fast for studios who do not teach breath work. Okay. Breath work is essential and really, really powerful. And and by the way, if you want to learn it, little plug for the Rise Holistic Empowerment Membership. I teach it inside of there. There are literally breathwork videos sitting there ready for you to learn. Breathwork is really cool because not only does it energize you or relax you, but one of the very first things you learn is how to pay attention to your breathing. And it's wild how hard it is. It's so challenging at first to let your mind just settle on one thing. And it's crazy because it's a thing we've been doing since the moment we were born. And so you'd think we'd be able to concentrate on it, or maybe that's the reason we can't. It's because it's so automatic. But once you learn how to pay attention to the small details and move with awareness, move with awareness while you're going throughout your day, you will be really amazed at the small universes, the worlds of sensation that are inside of your body, in your muscles, in the back of your neck behind your kneecaps, the bridge of the nose, in the inner ear. Did you notice how your mind just followed me to all of those little places? And now you're like checking in with, oh man, there is a sensation on the bridge of my nose. Weird. But what is it? And this is where we can get curious. And what's really the larger why to this point number two of moving with awareness is because when you get aware of something specific like that, you are drawn into the now. And instead of worrying about the past and wasting energy on the future, you're right here, right now. And that actually conserves the energy and builds it back up while giving you some inner peace. So pretty awesome stuff there, okay? So number three, ready for number three? Number three is check in with your senses. What do you smell right now? What's the taste like in your mouth? What's the temperature between the shoulder blades? What's the temperature between the big toe and the second toe in your foot right now? Where in your body, if you were to scan your body head to toe, what areas feel smooth? Or do any areas feel sharp or abrasive? Is there areas that feel dull, areas that feel awakened? And what you start to know, similar to point two, is that as you scan and move with awareness and check in with your senses, you're going to find these micro worlds of information. And your body is this consistent uh, data machine that's giving you information about how it's responding to the world around it. And this is all, again, about the present moment. There's a theme here. Embodiment is really happening now. And that's the beauty of it is we don't have to always be dancing. 
Embodiment isn't always yoga. Embodiment can be a body scan to ask, where am I holding this moment? You know, if you walk into an interview and you're a little nervous, that's one of a great technique to do is to scan your body and ask, where am I holding, say, nervousness? Right in the belly. Or maybe it was in the chest. And then you bring your awareness there and you take a big breath in and out. When you imagine like a little ice cube there and the ice starts to melt and you can dissolve those knots, these energetic knots that otherwise, if you if you didn't do a body scan, you otherwise you wouldn't have noticed it. And now you're walking into an interview with a knot in your throat or knot in the chest or knot in the belly where you could have done just a little bit of work beforehand and dissolved it just a little bit more, which would have made you more present and opened you up a little bit more to the moment. So really important and think about the quality of the interview with a knot versus no knot, right? Like totally different world. So there's a really important lesson here in checking in with your senses. Okay. And number four, number four, I've already mentioned this a little bit, but let's dive deeper into it. Number four, as a way to practice embodiment throughout your day is practice body scans. Body scans are like this. You sit up or you can do the standing or lying down, but you start usually at the crown of the head and you imagine someone's pouring like honey or warm oil on the head and it starts and it just oozes down and every place the oil touches is your awareness. And so you put your map, your mind, and you map it over your entire body. I just got to laugh here at the way I just said like, "Mm." (laughs) you, you hum and then you, you map your mind right over your body and you imagine your awareness is dripping all over you, covering every inch of your skin. And as you're doing that, you're just observing. What does your body feel like? And this is a really powerful technique because most of the time we're either not checking in at all or we're like holding our stomach in, right? Because we want to look thinner or we're, we're slouched in the shoulders because we're tired and, or we're just a little shy or anxious or depressed. So we're rounding the shoulders forward to protect the heart, or maybe we have a headache. So we're just sort of like head down, like our bodies hold the information for the brain to know how to be. In other words, you are who you think you are because of the body's information. If you don't believe me, look up research on embodied cognition. That's psychology and neuroscience meets physiology. And that threesome of information is really powerful because what people are really starting to know and learn, by people I mean scientists, is that It's not necessarily you think, therefore you are. It's more like you feel, therefore you think, therefore you are. And so we have to understand right now, and I want you to understand this. Listen, your body, its posture, the way you're holding your jaw right now, the way, the position of the chin, the opening or the lack thereof of the chest and the heart, the hands, are they folded? Are they around your abdomen because you're nervous, arms folded, or are they relaxed at your side in a more open manner? All of these are cues, not only to other people around you, 
subconscious cues, but they're big time cues for your own mind about, is this moment safe or not? Do I feel happy or not? Do I feel confident or not? And this is where that cool terminology of fake it till you make it comes in because if you do not feel confident, let's go back to that interview example. If you do not feel confident going into the interview, then keeping still, sitting down, rounded shoulders and holding your hands folded at your abdomen, arms locked is not a good idea. It's how you want to be in that moment because it's truly expressing how you're feeling. And if you're watching this on YouTube right now, you can see my body. I'm like demonstrating nervousness, right? And you can read it. Even if I wasn't telling you, If imagine me <laughs> running my podcast like this, right? But if I instead do this, open up my shoulders, elbows relaxed on the arms of the chairs, you know, lifted my chin a little bit, just reading my body language, you understand that I'm someone that's way more comfortable than shrinking and getting smaller. You know, we really do that. We get smaller in our bodies. We try to disappear. We get smaller. We round, we shrink, we fold our arms and we cross our legs all in this sort of psychological unconscious effort to shrink and disappear. Wild, right? So the opposite is what's going to get the mind to recognize that it's safe. It's okay. You can show up. You can play big. You can be your courageous self. Even if you don't feel it right now, the body will eventually send signals to the brain that it is okay to be confident, to speak up, to go ahead and do that interview. You just got to give yourself a few minutes of prep time before you go and do the thing that scares you. So you roll the shoulders back, you open up the arms, you open up, literally you grow bigger to take up more space. People who are confident take up more space. So to get back to this point of practice body scans, this practice helps you connect with your body to become aware of what is what are the signals my body is giving my brain right now and where can I correct that to how I really want to feel and who I really want to be right now. Also, this gives us an opportunity to practice like body scans for understanding where you're holding tension. Unnecessarily, when you do body scans, you're going to be like, oh my God, my shoulders, my traps. I'm a traps girl. I don't know about you guys, but like I carry all my tension in my traps. And it's it's a ridiculous mess up here. It's like cement. They're so hard. So I'm constantly checking in with shoulders, de- depressing them down is to make sure I'm nice and relaxed. So body scans will give you that ability to release tension. And also, when you practice body scans, you're going to be amazed at what you feel. And it gives you an opportunity to really practice some deep gratitude for the sensations the body is giving you the sensations of digesting the food you just ate, the sensations of breathing, the sensations of running, of balancing in tree pose, of cutting your sandwich, of brushing your teeth, all of these movements we take for granted. When we study them, we actually get deeply involved in loving ourselves again and bringing out a sense of gratitude, which brings me to the fifth and final point, cultivating a sense of gratitude towards your body. Your body is quite a machine. And when we cultivate this sense of awe and awareness of what it's actually doing on a daily basis, it's phenomenal. Digesting for us, breathing for us, pumping blood for us, defending us against viruses and attacks and keeping the skin integral 
So by practicing awareness and gratitude for the body, we only build more sense of gratitude and love for ourselves. And then there's a whole cascade of beautiful amounts of hormones and neurotransmitters that are brought online, so to speak, as a result of your gratitude. So a lot of us are walking around hating on our bodies when really we're missing that they're still doing a lot of significant awesomeness for us. So this allows us to really tap into the resiliency of our body, the strength of our body, the brilliance of our body. And do you know, by the way, that I looked it up recently. This just goes in line with the fact that you're alive and how amazing your body is, but also how miraculous your body is and you are to be alive. The odds of you being alive are 400 trillion to one. I'm just going to pause there to let that sink in. The odds of you being alive right now are 400 trillion to one. That's like abysmally low. You shouldn't even be here, basically, right? Like that's so low. So take that number and let it sort of blow you open and crack you open to like, holy cow, it's amazing that I'm alive. It's a miracle. And I get to be alive in this cool body that does all these cool things for me and and regulates my endocrine system and my nervous system and my respiration and all the systems of the body without me even asking it to. It's such a gift to be alive in this body. I love this body. And now we tip the scales more into gratitude, which really is going to influence your behavior. Showing up more with some love and respect, treating it more with care and gratitude, deepening your embodiment, deepening your caring, your connection, eating better, sleeping better, drinking more water, all of these things will start to come alive for you as a result of cultivating more awareness. Above all, you guys, embodiment takes practice. It really does. And so points one through five, if you can try them throughout your week, you're going to absolutely feel results. But the real magic happens when you stick with it, when you keep going. And what you'll find is that unprompted, you'll just be sort of paying attention to sensations. You'll just be listening to the body more. You'll be up early moving your body getting those two hours in for you because it just feels so freaking good. You're going to be in tune to your senses. You're really going to understand when you're hungry. Instead of eating for stress, you're really going to understand when you're thirsty. Instead of going without water, you're really going to understand what that feeling in your stomach is trying to tell you. Instead of just rushing past it and missing all the beauty of the body. All right. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope it was helpful. You guys are amazing. Thank you for being here. That was your five tips to help you practice embodiment throughout your every single day. I love you guys so much. Be with you next week.